Hello. Hi there. Welcome to our very first episode uh, of our new podcast entitled Cabaret de Cancel, which is French for Cabaret of Cancel. I am Sophia Steo, joined by my co-host, Spencer Klein. And we just love to tell you a little bit about ourselves because we definitely don't think that close friends will be the only ones listening to this podcast. Yes, we think this podcast is going to go nationwide immediately. And um, we'll be dip- deeply disappointed if it doesn't. Um, so for that reason, um, my co-host, Sophia Steo, uh, originally going to school in Wisconsin, now goes to Boston University uh, from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. She is 21 years old. She's 21 years old and is a history minor. So that will be useful. I have no major, just no a major, just a minor. No major. Um, I am joined, as I said before, by my dear friend Spencer Klein. He is uh, from Seattle, Washington, but actually Mercer Island, correct? The horrible little suburb. So Spencer is from the great state of Washington, not D.C. He plays horn. He is a music ed major. Um, no minor that I know minor. of. There are minor. Um, no. And he's most important thing. We met doing sketch comedy together um, at at Boston University, and that's where our factoids will begin and end. And now it's time to just catapult into uh, this absolute hellscape that is us critiquing cancel culture. Well, cabaret de cancel as our first episode is 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 kind of applying what we would consider canceled today to historical figures and some modern figures like uh i personally hate will smith uh will smith if you're listening to our nationally successful podcast i uh, fuck you i i do not like you or your movies yeah i and really what we're doing is we're canceling things that we aren't fond of so it also like so it could be a historical figure it could be like Mm -hmm. someone will smith and we'll cancel him for some reason i don't know i think i think spencer's secretly team aunt viv but we'll cancel will smith Mm -hmm. and, and then we'll tell we'll explain why we're canceling that person yeah but yeah that's kind of what um, what this podcast is going to be. Um, it's a little bit history, a little bit comedy, a little bit pop culture. And a lot of confusion. And a lot of confusion. We famously both are very unintelligent. Ah, but thankfully for us, I have our handy dandy little episode outline right here. And it oh, says, hey. it says intro. So I think we've nailed that. I think that was an introduction. I think that was Check. a yeah check okay now we have our mini cancels mini cancels okay let me explain this yeah so this is someone this is someone or something that um maybe they're partially canceled and you just want to finish them off or maybe like they don't deserve to be fully canceled but we got we need a little bit of a break from them um and they're tiny they're not a full cancel you're not going to have this fleshed out explanation it's just a mini cancel so let me direct it over to my co-host what's your what are your mini cancels mini cancel for this uh show for this episode 
Um, my mini cancel is for DreamWorks Studio. Stop animating lesbians. There's way better real lesbian stories that you can tell besides making the crudes gay. Same with the cop from Onward. You remember that? They made a huge deal. They made a huge deal out of this cop who has one eye. And I just think, why would you make the cop the least likable person in that movie? The trailblazing first animated lesbian character. I think there's just better things you can do. We need positive representation. I agree completely. And I mean, I don't know where the statistics are on this, but most lesbians, I think, do have two eyes. So they should also be an accurate representation. I did not see Onward, but I got into a fight with someone on Twitter um, about whether or not the cop from Onward was hot. I, I think no. I don't think the cop from Onward was hot. Okay. But, but I, it's okay. also like, it's also the Croods and Onward. It's not like they're, you know, they're A-plus movies. You know, they were, they're not they're, Oscars. They would never, for Incredibles 2, have Elastigirl come out. Well, I guess because she's married and has kids, so that maybe that would be a little bit unbelievable. But, they, you know, people can find themselves in the middle of their lives. That's what the musical Fun Home is about. I, that's a great musical. Great musical. The dad. Hashtag. Bring keys. Yes. Hashtag. Caption. 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 My dad is gay. Caption. My dad is gay. Caption. I'm, I'm gay. That's the whole musical. Yeah, that's the whole. You don't need to go see it now. You don't need to. I'm sorry to spoil it. But, Um, you know, again, there's things to say for portrayal of the LGBTQ community. I just don't think it should be animated. I I do have a question just because I what is the what are the crudes? What is the crudes? Really glad you asked. The crudes are a prehistoric family. They're cavemen. And it's this family animated DreamWorks comedy about cavemen. And uh and they have this new, there's a sequel coming out. And that's not the only thing coming out because the daughter in this one uh, finds a girlfriend, I believe. What would um, you What would you like your mini? Okay, I was going to, if you yeah. had any more, I was going to give no, you No, just, just, stop it. Stop, stop. You can tell better stories than just animating a side character as gay. You can do better. Yeah is what I'd like to say. Okay. And, po- and more positive. It sounds like she was not a likable character and she should be a likable character. That's Well, the cop is definitely not likable and I don't know enough about the crudes to know whether or not the daughter is likable. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'll definitely, I won't be watching, but I'll pretend I am <laughs> for the sake of this pod. Yeah. Um, all right. My cans. So I have two miniature cancels. Let's hear it. The f- number one. Yeah. Girls who posted about wearing a mask and are currently on vacation. Yeah. Where, honey, if you, if you're not engaging with the news, I will happily call you every day with a daily briefing, daily COVID nineteen New York mm-hmm. Times briefing, and we can go over it together because, you, honey, you're missing something, <laughs> and 
and then completely i'm about to pivot harder than anyone's ever pivoted yeah. before charlie pooth <laughs> <laughs> which one no. is, is charlie pooth does he work with sean mendez or do i just conflate them in my head no i think i could i would imagine that they are friends um i just don't care for him he he auto tunes his voice a lot mm -hmm. like and I, and he's really, I don't know, he has very frustrating lips and he, he, his haircut is that of a TikTok dancer. Let me and look I just, at, yeah, I, I think he's Google. I, I'm actually, I, I wish I was in your shoes. Um, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, he gave himself that little shitty eyebrow slash. Actually, I thought he gave himself a shitty eyebrow slash, but he was mauled by a dog at a very young age. So I'd like you to apologize to oh, him no. because he is a listener of the pod. Charlie Puth, if you're listening to our nationally successful podcast. Internationally. Why are we boxing ourselves in? Yeah. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that dog mauled you. The dog probably had good taste, but I hope <laughs> that you've gotten over your trauma of dogs. Yes, yes, I hope that we've grown from that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, and then also, this kind of leads me to my my big cancel of the show, but I decided to not go that route. I'm going to save it, but I think he, you should save it for when Tango comes on. Yes, well, I, that isn't going to be my cancel, but I have a oh, very okay. different cancel. I was originally, for my big cancel, I was going to do Megan Trainer and tie mm. in the Charlie Puth thing because they famously kissed at the VMAs or AMAs Right. Um, I, I I forget what they were saying. Was it that stupid Marvin Gaye song? It was that stupid Marvin Gaye song. Oh, my God. Marvin Gaye is rolling over in his grave listening to Poor that. Poor man. And here's the tragic part. My dad loves that song. And my dad loves Megan Trainer. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to cancel her in front of him. Next, next episode, we bring him in just for me to cancel her. <laughs> That'd be a really, that'd be, that'd be a shocker for him. That Marvin Gaye song is really annoying. It's just, I really am a, a big Marvin Gaye fan and I'd so much yeah. rather just listen to his music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So that's, those are my mini cancels. And did we just cross off another section? I'd like to talk more about the Marvin Gaye and get it on song. Let's talk about <laughs> that's it okay. Just, it's, it's, the song is just, hey, let's have sex. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, I mean, it is that, I mean, that is Marvin maybe, Gaye. That I'm, maybe it isn't. You know, Marvin Gaye did write that beautiful song for, correct me if I'm wrong, The Ecology. Um, mercy mercy me and it's about you know how we're mistreating the earth so maybe charlie pooth's like let's marvin gay let's save the earth and then and get it on with greta thunberg she's a minor i don't know if <laughs> no i meant not in the sense oh. and I oh, okay. in a, let's start a environmentalist movement right. <laughs> jesus christ why would i mean it that way it's the song it's the, let me just say the lyrics real quick at this song that we're both looking at. We got this king size to ourselves. Don't have to share with no one else. 
Don't keep your secrets to yourself. It's Karma Sutra Show and Tell. Yeah. Karma Sutra Show and Tell. Yeah. That means they both read the book. That's, I mean, that's one way to get kicked out of kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> Great first chunk. We can now move on to the second chunk, which your person sounds like a surprise, so I think we should do my person. Do your person. Be okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, he's looking at like three first names. Oh, well, pick your favorite of the names. Okay. I'm just pulling up my research. While he's Googling, I'm going to be guiding you in meditation. All right. This is my new microphone that I got from Best Buy. <laughs> and, you're, and you're listening. Okay. All right. That was that really good. Okay. That Thank was you. so Great. good. I'm going to I'm gonna keep that in. That was so good. <laughs> so good that it won't be edited out fully. Not at all. Um, my person is the noted artist. Uh, Michelangelo Merisi da Caravaggio. He died at the tender age of 38. Oh, rip. Yeah. Same age as John Lennon. And he was he painted these very gory kind of like um dark like really evil looking paintings um i'm looking at one right now where there's a lady straight up cutting off a guy's head and there's blood spraying everywhere this one's really good this guy's just holding a basket of fruit but then here's another guy where he's holding a severed head oh, so yeah. like you know he's not his subject matter i think reflects the person Anyways, here I go canceling Caravaggio. Well, he had this, what's, what's your reasoning? And go. Well, he had this big rivalry with this guy named Giovanni Baglioni. And <laughs> I'm so glad I picked an Italian man. <laughs> this, is a, this is a hoot. Um, and Baglioni was fine. He was like a pretty, he was a pretty good artist. I probably could not do what Baglioni did, but Caravaggio published a series of poems uh, about uh, what to do with Baglioni's art. And just for the for the context of this, Cellini is one of Baglioni's friends. Can I have your um, permission to say the C word? Yes, permission granted. Because that's in the poem. And I just, I, <laughs> I don't... Okay, here we go. This, right. is what, this is what Caravaggio <laughs> says you can do with Baglioni's paintings. You can stuff them up the cunt of Cellini's wife because he isn't fucking her anymore with his donkey cock. <laughs> That's for a diss track, not bad. If you if you put like a beat under that, oh my gosh, I'd listen to it in a second. I'm going to be one of those teachers that's like, you know, Caravaggio was the original rapper of his time. I'm going to do that all the fucking time. And I'm everyone will switch to sports. Yeah. Yeah, so that was one thing. That was not, I feel, I feel like calling someone the C word is not enough to be canceled. I will say for Caravaggio, he did throw a rock at the Italian law enforcement. <gasps> Which Caravaggio because, said a cab. 
here's that's not even the fun reason that I'm canceling him. Oh, I'm so excited. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He had this lady over for a painting session, and I didn't write down any names. So you're just gonna have to believe me. He had this lady. <laughs> he had this lady over for a painting session. Immediately fell in love with her, which I can understand. Painting's a very intimate. Um, thing when I was in eighth grade I had this girl over to paint Christmas ornaments and I wasn't planning on telling this story um yeah but we had a we had a, and I and I did this really crazy kind of like Caravaggio I did this really crazy violent looking like Santa Claus he had blood all over his mouth it was really crazy and then weirdly uh, she didn't see me again but anyways, he had a, a lady over to paint, and he fell in love with her. Turned out that she uh, was a prostitute um, with a heart of gold. That's not a historical thing. I'm just assuming she had a heart of gold. You just, you just assume she had a heart yeah. of gold. And when Caravaggio finds this out, he's like, I, this is not okay. And he tries to castrate her pimp which was which was a common thing apparently if you had beef with someone according to the research i did you would try to castrate them and so caravaggio is is trying to castrate this pimp and you know weirdly the pimp is putting up kind of a struggle and he's moving around a lot he's making it very difficult to castrate him and Caravaggio misses, and he cuts the pimp's femoral artery. Which which artery is that? Help the me. The femoral one. It's the very big one in your leg. <laughs> which um, artery is that? The femoral one. It's the very big one in your leg, and he bleeds out and dies. Which... <gasps> now, here's my question. Yes. Because now, if you murder someone, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Back then, um, I don't think you did, if you were like in good standing with the Lord or whatever, which Caravaggio was, he, I think um, he had the patron, like a local powerful patron or something. My question is, is murder a reason to be canceled if the murder is for a good reason? Huh, well, I because... mean, I think we, we see that now, right? Like there are people who have been abused and- yeah. have, have sex trafficked and they've shot their abuser yeah. as a way to escape and they are now jailed and that's yeah that's a that's kind of the question of our time i don't and i don't think those people should be jailed but caravaggio killed someone not to like escape but because he really liked this lady he met once yeah you know in the in the throes of passion he not murdered it was a plan. No, this was a, he thought about this. He found, oh. the, yeah, yeah. I feel like you don't just in the heat of the moment castrate someone. It's a very. Is that, is that not what the movie in the heat of the moment is about? It's not about castrating a random pimp. I don't think so. But also is killing a pimp that bad? Most of them are really bad to their, to their sex workers. Yeah. You know, so no, I don't I'm really know. I think, I don't know whether or not to cancel, I think we could cancel him for that business he said about his rival's wife, 
but I don't know if I really want to be like you're a bad you're a bad, you're you're a bad I don't want to associate him with the likes of other canceled people simply for killing a pimp. Well, I hate to break it to you. He's dead. So you can say whatever you want and he'll never know. You're you're really correct. I uh you know what I am going to cancel him because okay. I don't understand art. Woo. It, looks, it looks cool. Don't get it. Looks cool. Don't get it. So goodbye, Caravaggio. Also, having Vaj in his name, nice touch. Nice touch. Nice Good touch. Good to know he was a feminist. Yeah, he was. He freed a prostitute from her pimp. Freed a prostitute. He actually. I don't know if I would cancel him. I'm I taking it back. He's kind of a hero. He destigmatized sex work in like one foul swoop. No pun intended, because he freaking that guy bled out. Yeah, <laughs> and and that stuff about his friends, his his rival's wife's vagina, pretty funny. That stuff was funnier than anything I've ever heard. Pretty and funny stuff. The very very funny visual to be shoving things up someone else's wife. A painting, nonetheless, because that that's hard. That's it would hard. Get, it would it would become damp, I think. I also just don't think it would fit. <laughs> but I love that that's where you, I love that's where you, that's where your head went though. You're like, well, I don't want the paintings. To be, the paintings will be damaged. I think. Forget, the, the forget her vagina. That painting's gonna be damaged. Look, the paintings are forever. Vaginas are for tops a hundred years. Okay, that was my segment. <laughs> What a Stop wonderful it. opportunity for me to take the reins. Great. Um, so here's the thing. Um, our dear guest, uh, Gigi Teverbaugh, who we will be calling Tango because that was her nickname in our comedy group, mm -hmm. is going to come on in like four minutes. So why don't we take a little music intermission mm -hmm. and come back in four minutes and we'll bring her on for my canceling. Yeah, take some time to look at Caravaggio's work. And um, if you want, or get a sip of water like I'm going to do. Get a sip of water, take a whiz. This is your time, pal. Okay, so our guest has just come into this little Zoom room, and her name is Gigi Taverbaugh. Uh, you might hear us call her Tango because we were in the same comedy troupe at Boston University, the Boston University. Um, well, thank so you for being on our uh, our our little show. Yeah, our like I said, I'm honored to be the first guest. I don't know how I received this honor, but God, what a blessing. We both asked each other, we're like, who's the funniest person we know that will be able to carry this if we fuck And we looked at each other and said tango. High praise. High praise I am not worthy of. But thank you. That is so nice. Well, who who who's coming under your target? Who's who who's who's yeah. getting shot at today? 
Oh my it God, can also be a thing. Like maybe like it could be like going to the grocery store. I want to cancel that. Right. Yeah. What are you? A concept. Who's in your line of fire. Okay. Well, yes. I thought I thought long and hard, and I was like, I don't feel like I have the cultural authority to cancel a person without. Or maybe I do, maybe I don't. I just, I didn't have the confidence today to, to cancel a person. But I was, I, I had a thought in mind and I was, you know, browsing the web as I do when I have free time. And I came across an article that was proposing the same, you know, abolishment that I was was thinking of. And it was by the New Yorker, you know. Big deal. Mm. I don't know. You guys there are know. a bunch of hacks. They're, they, they're hacks, but with a reputation. So I was like, God damn. So my, mm. my idea is catching on. It's, get, it's gaining some traction. And it is to cancel New Year's Eve. Ooh. I don't know. I, don't know, guys. Mm. I like I it. I love it. Yeah. Would you like to expand on that? Yeah, you know, it's topical. I was thinking about what's coming up, what's in the zeitgeist, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. And I was just like thinking about the relief I feel that I don't have to do anything on New mm -hmm. Year's Eve because I think it is the worst holiday, personally. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of New Year's Day. Don't get me wrong, I love the parades. Mm -hmm. I love the sentiment, but the like, I think the social pressure of first staying up not even until but past midnight is something that doesn't um agree with my body i personally cannot do that normally and when i choose to do it i have to prepare days in advance um so that's a lot of preparation on my part um, I think like the so also the pressure to like have plans and either like host a party or be invited to a party, which are both rare occurrences in my personal life. Can I make a confession? Please. When I was in middle school, I would host these lavish New Year's Eve parties where I would make with my mom quiches and like really <laughs> fancy dinner foods. And all my friends would come over in suits and dresses, and we would stay up till midnight. And then one year, I fell off a chair and um, and had, like scraped up the wall. And I walked past that little scrape every day. We have not fixed it. Scraped up the wall. Yeah. Okay. So I continue. Oh, with your... That's some New Year's Eve mischief. Yeah. That's another thing. Is like I feel like there can only be like one like one day of like collective mischief and i think that belongs to halloween i agree like, i completely agree like and it, collective mischief on like a global scale like i know no like not everybody in the world celebrates halloween but like enough do to to you know shake up the balance of mischief in the world and there's a lot that goes on on New Year's Eve. You know, they always tell you, like, you know, watch the roads. Because those drunk drivers on New Year's Eve and all these people, all these hooligans, if I may be so bold, um, causing a ruckus on New Year's Eve. Also, so, most most people are home. 
in the college scene, pe people are home for New Year's That's Eve. That's true. That's true. But so that what are you going to do? Do the countdown with your high school buddies? High school, well, yeah, with your high school babe. <laughs> I have, I have I done that. that. Oh, no. Oh. With your high school sweetie? Did you go and oh, rekindle well, something I, during break? I did not. I did not uh, do kissing in high school. But <laughs> me neither, sister. Sister, hey, hate to break it to you. Was not on that boat. Um, no, not a high school sweetie. Um, but just like my high school friends and I usually get together, and it's very low key. But there are definitely members of the group, and I love them. But they're, you know, it's just not my thing. Like, who, like after the clock strikes twelve, they're like, "All right, beer pong." And I'm like, "Actually, I'm gonna sleep." Yeah, I'm gonna sleep. Thank hard. you very much. Thank you for the invitation, but yeah. I choose to uh, retire for the evening. I'm going to retire to the couch. It's also, yeah. it's also the one day a year where everyone remembers Ryan Seacrest, and I don't think we need that interesting see i have i you know it doesn't correlate with my hatred of new year's eve but i love ryan seacrest oh. i was gonna I, say I was a devoted american idol uh fan as a, as a actually oh my god this isn't like the people listening on the podcast can't see this but I national have, audience i have american idol stickers this is my prize for <laughs> guys. Wait, I found these drawer, and they're really cool. And they, they're in mint condition. Wow. Those are probably Those, worth something. I think Yeah, so. actually. I'm too scared to, like, unpeel one of them because I'm I think sure. it's probably worth at least, like, like, two figures. I'm sure there's a Philip Phillips super fan out there somewhere that's, like, willing to pay top dollar for your stickers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My favorite, my favorite person ever on American Idol, Clay Aiken. No way. Do you remember a man named Elliot Yamin? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I used to text into American Idol on my mom's Blackberry. I would call. We would call on the landline. Because I didn't understand at the time. Because remember they would say te to text like 1-800-626. Like... Mm -hmm. Ryan or something and I was like how do you type numbers and I so still I, don't know I just called the the number that they yeah. gave but now I know of course <laughs> obviously I know you, how you to actually you don't have a mattress because you didn't know how to call 1-800-MATTRESS so you just you just sleep on the floor I do yeah. I permanently sleep on a waterbed <laughs> that's the only thing that I, know. I was in, I was in America's Got Talent kid. Uh, that was my that was my okay. show. And I just always remember there being like there would be a child comedian that would come on, and every single one of their jokes would be about getting abducted. And oh my god, I just don't. Why? There's other things. I relate to that though. That is one of my biggest fears is getting abducted. I also had, I was like a chronic, like, oh my gosh, this is a big confession for, for the public, but I had this like irrational fear as a kid that my parents were going to abandon me. So I would like sleep in my bed and like get up 
to go check on them and check to make sure if they were still like in the house. And I would do that like maybe like 10 times a night. And I just, I would just like oh. walk into their room and be like, hey guys, are you still <laughs> here? And um, they were uh, constantly irritated with me. But I that was like my big irrational fear was like that I was either gonna get abducted or that I was going to like be abandoned. And mm. well, did you watch something that like prompted oh, really damage? You watched all the Taken movies in a row. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. That was that was definitely it. Liam Neeson's just such a good actor. He made it such feel a good so good, bro. But yeah, that's New Year's Eve. Um, I think is the one thing I can confidently say that I would probably probably be happier without. I know also, not not every... fun on New Year's Eve, but and I probably will have fun on New Year's Eve in the future. But that my track record isn't great. Also, not every culture starts their New Year at the same time. It's true. It's yeah. a very we're very Gregorian normative. Yeah. In the New Year's Eve celebration. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Well, I got to ask. So is there like, for each of us will go around. Is there a definitive shitty New York New Year's moment that you can think of? Like one that's like, takes a cake. Like you're like, oh, never doing this again. I definitely have one. Okay. Okay, should I start? And and go. And action. And tell action. that to your tell it to your podcast editor just to like cut it right there. It's me. <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> nice to meet you. So good to meet you. Um so I was it was New Year's twenty fifteen, going into twenty sixteen. I was a senior in high school, seventeen years old. And um, I was not out and about. I was safely in bed by 11 o'clock. I'll have you know that I was not uh, causing mischief like the other teens in my neighborhood were. Um, I was like by myself in my house. My parents weren't even home. They were out with their friends, my brother somewhere else. I was keeping, uh, having a sensible night. And so, you know, 11, 11, 11.30 creeps up and I'm like, all right, lights out, time to go. And then like 15 minutes later, I get a rumbly in my tumbly. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> I go to the bathroom and it's like, you know, just, just a little stomach pain, just a little New Year's Eve stomach pain, no big deal. So I go back to bed. And then something changes and it's more dire than I ever could have imagined. And the feeling you get when you know something is about to change your life forever, something that, <laughs> like, a feeling within that you've never felt before, but that's still familiar, but it's kind of just like multiplied by dozens and dozens and dozens. Um, it began to rupture into within me. It, something, something just like went down my body, and I was like, "It's go time." 
So I sprinted to the bathroom and I I missed. I, I had I had um, an absolute explosion um, of the of the guts just like shoot out of my mouth at like oh no. Like, I would say at maybe like 70 to 80 miles per hour. It was like, <laughs> wow. it was, it was a big, um, it was a big thing. So I was, I had to sat, sit there and just like, you know, witness the damage that I had done. Um, and just accept that the night wasn't going to go how I planned. I wasn't going to have the safe evening in that I desperately craved. Um, and so thankfully like I settled down and I was able to like go downstairs you know grab that 409 grab my roll of bounty um paper towels Mm -hmm. and start cleaning cleaning up what I had done and then I you know I go back to bed thinking thank god the worst is over oh no oh god little did I know that what would come (laughs) something I I don't even know if the world has seen before. It was an unprecedented, um, <laughs> like a volcanic <laughs> eruption. Uh, just like 80 miles an hour stuff out of my mouth. I would even say 95 miles an hour from, <laughs> from my caboose, from my rear end. It was out of both ends, just absolutely rocket launching. <laughs> um, fluids, liquids, solids, gases. Um, it was violent. It was, um, you flew, you flew above, above the ground. I gained some air on that one. Um, I think I created like a substance that has never been like discovered before. I was like, God, were you food poisoned? I'll tell you what, what was wrong with me. I had the, what is known as the norovirus. It, it, no. It's like, before I got sick with type one diabetes, as you guys know, my, my story with that, that was like the sickest I had ever been in my entire mm. life. And I was like, I think I was just like shooting out, um, stuff that should never exit your body for maybe like an hour or an hour and a half and I, I was just like lying on like the cold my cold bathroom floor like just like sweating I was like white as a, a damn ghost just like completely defeated by the enemy within and yeah. my I was just like, should I call my parents? I don't want to like bug them on their night out. I think they like went dancing with their friends or something. I was like, I don't want to ruin their New Year's Eve. Um, so I was just like lying, like oh, no. dead on my bathroom floor. And then my parents came home and they found me and they were like, ew, what are you doing <laughs> down there? Get up, girl. Um, no, they were like obviously very distraught and confused what was going on. And I was like, something happened. I- I'm not the same person as I was when you left this house. Um, I'm a changed woman. And thankfully, like, I think I spent the whole night, like, sleeping on my bathroom floor because just, like, too traumatized to go back to bed. And then, like, two hours later, I hear my mom in her bathroom. (gasps) No! 
I hear her just like moaning in her bathroom like oh god and she's like clearly ill and then the next day my dad is hit he doesn't he doesn't get the like um the explosive like shit storm that I experienced and that my mom experienced but he just has like the like cramps and the body aches and so for like I'd I'd say like two weeks after New Year's my entire family except for my brother were just like lying (laughs) in our house just like unable to move unable to eat solid foods because there's no like antibiotic for the norovirus it's just one of those things where the doctor's like sorry get better (laughs) and you just have to deal with it so that was i think that that had a big hand in tainting my um my experience with new year's eve i'd say i think that was yeah uh, yeah it's a baddie so don't get the norovirus i don't know how i got it but don't you dare get it i don't think i realized that it's that like instantaneous like you're just sitting there it's like a fire hose just like turns on in your body oh goodness and then because of how like forceful the um rush of liquid out of your body is then the next like week you're just like sore from how much like your muscles have just <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Can I just say you're thank you for being so tasteful and not saying poop. Never. You didn't say poop. You didn't say once. poop once. No. I wouldn't do that to you guys. I wouldn't I wouldn't tarnish this sacred podcast by using such foul language. Thank you. Thank you. The only way I'm describing my bowel movements is with the words explosion and eruption mm-hmm. uh catastrophe and that's poetry that's not even yeah, that's poetry. those are similes that's, yeah that just shows yeah. me that you know what a simile is yeah um i'm excited yeah. i want someone to comment and be like and review and say this podcast is good great first episode not sure what liquid Gigi was talking about <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she's not, she doesn't have normal liquids in her body. She's weird. Well, she is the Kool-Aid man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thankfully, I wasn't, like, shitting any, like, red liquid, though. Grateful for that. that was- yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the thanks. colors checked out. I was like, yeah, I would expect okay. those shades. That's good. Um, coming out of my body. <laughs> Thankfully. When I get sick, when I get sick, it's like a color wheel, baby. Damn. Okay. Jealous. Um, Have you ever, like, not to, you know, say the P word, but have you ever pooped like a really, like, vibrant, um, unexpected? Well, here's a secret that I'll say. I swallow about half of the gum that I chew. Why is that? It's more <laughs> convenient than trash. Um, Interesting. Especially if I want to, if I want to eat more, because I it just feels wasteful. And I'm just 
Bad I'm just calling a new co-host because I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> you offended her beyond belief. But so when I I'm I don't know if I can be as poetic as you when um nope. yeah. when I when I when my body happens to molt inwards. <laughs> yeah. Um there's every now and then little colorful little uh you know pieces of gum. Aw. Little Easter eggs. Yeah. Is it true that it takes like seven years for it? No. It takes about well, it takes a couple hours. A couple hours? Yeah. Oh like poop. Or or I've been eating gum for seven years and, and now it's I'm, my day in court has come. Right, right. But I don't right. think so. so. They've been that, lying to us this whole time that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to swallow gum. It's not gonna take your whole life to die. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful. That was a wonderful I, cancellation of news. I'm trying to think of my colored poop. Um, <laughs> I've definitely had green. I don't think that's that. That's yeah. Green. No, I've had green, but there was one. I feel like I was like on a medication because I didn't have the neurovirus, but I had like whatever the antibiotic one is like the one that can be treated with an antibiotic i had that and like one of the side effects like my doctor was like your poop might like change a weird color and i think it turned blue whoa yeah. okay smurfette i was about to say it might have been that smurf i fucked but i think it was the <laughs> antibiotic that's yeah. awesome that's what happens when you have sex with a Smurf is you don't have a Smurf baby. You just have a Smurf dude. Well, that's it was the Smurf baby. Oh my god. But I'm but we're all pro Smurf choice. Pro Smurf choice. Yeah. Yeah. Pro choice not really Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On that note, I feel like we should transition into ZD's Oh, God. Sophia's yeah, okay. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I chose to cancel a sport, and that sport is boxing. Okay. Oh. Yes. Um, let me try to dig up some information from a little history minor noggin. Mm -hmm. uh, I think... I want to say that, like, it, boxing has been around forever. Like, in, in Sumer, which is... Mesopotamia or whatever. I think they were boxing. They were cre they were creating um, irrigation systems yeah. and boxing. So they would like get water and then they'd punch the shit out of each other. And then I think it became like an Olympic sport in Greece. So that's the origin. And now I'm gonna jump over to Mike Tyson because that's <laughs> the order. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so just I parts. like yeah, that's that's how it goes on the timeline. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's just like really dangerous and outdated and we need to stop that, you know, and Muhammad Ali, you know, here's the thing. Okay. I think that boxing shouldn't, it can be canceled if it should be canceled if we're continuing to do it like we're doing it. So it's like Logan Paul and like, I don't know. Mayweather. Mayweather just punched That's got to stop. That's gotta stop. Like, look at, to the person who invented boxing, look at the mess that you've made. Yeah, and I mean, the only positive thing is that you watch shitty people get the shit beaten out of them. Yeah. Which, you know. I would love to watch Logan Paul get his shit rocked by Floyd Mayweather. By anyone, honestly. Yeah. I would, I would love to watch him 
get pounded by like a baseball bat exactly someone who isn't even a professional boxer like just like a a young child like (laughs) an elderly woman hey logan paul if you're listening we challenge you we challenge you to a fight here's the thing try and beat us i'm worried that he'd find this and actually do it because he's insane (laughs) he does i hope he does we'll kick his ass for just like (laughs) Just any challenge to his masculinity. He's like, no, no, <laughs> no, I, you're on. And I would happily take him. Logan, on. I challenge you to a gun versus you f- fight. I have a gun and you have your fists. Guys, also, to bring up my bike again. Yes. I love, I love talking about my wheels. My calves, I was just you know, feeling them for the first time since I started riding my bike. Holy hell. My calves rock hard, baby. Oh my god. So you're if this guy tries to wheel and deal, you know, try to kick him. Try to get me where he thinks that I'm weak, aka the female leg, not known always for its strength. Why would he be wrong? Why would he be in for a surprise? Because my calves are unstoppable. Yeah. So he's you strategizing go. right now. He's like, I'm going to go for her calves. And yeah. right now you're like, um, no, you aren't. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Good luck. But what I was going to say is. Yeah, sorry. I think that, you know, it's okay. That was, that was actually, I love that we challenged the Paul brothers to a match. Um quick um invitation to a brawl yeah I that on every podcast that i'm on every podcast you challenge someone i ch- exactly <laughs> just to show um, that I'm a strong big girl <laughs> oh my god oh i love it um well i was gonna say okay so boxing now i don't like the culture around it i think it's really weird mm-hmm. and like very violent but do you remember like in the early 20s when people would box and they'd hold their arms way above their head and they'd go like that and it looked like they wouldn't hit each other i think that's okay let's keep that because that's very funny mm-hmm. yeah like what pop is that what popeye would do like yeah popeye. like i think you have to box like popeye and like then- the man on the side of those steak sauce bottles you know the i never yeah. buy them i just see them yes the guy with like the handlebar mustache yeah and they're speaking in like a mid-atlantic accent mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like come over here see <laughs> <laughs> come on boyo come on boyo i agree i think it's the same with football football is weird and frightening. And frankly, very dangerous. Oh, wait, do we have a caller? It's Logan <laughs> Paul. Guys? Yeah, just... he's, already, he's already gotten word. Yeah. <laughs> he has, like, um, sonar for any time. Somebody he's, a, he's a dolphin man. He can, yeah. he can say. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we keep interrupting you. I'm so sorry. I know. Well, I no, because I... Read, I could actually not be happier about the interruption because <laughs> this is such a rich topic. It's and rich. I love that you guys have takes on it. That's and the one problem with inviting me into any discussion is I will interrupt you um, about every other sentence because I love 
Instagram. And I have unfounded opinions. I just love to make things up that sound right in my brain. You're in the right place. We love Gavin. That's why I should be canceling myself because that is not a good practice. That's our final episode is we cancel ourselves and then recluse from the public eye. (laughs) That's exactly what I hoped. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm trying I, to I agree and I don't think that the like I don't know who thought that like a, a mildly cushioned glove would protect yeah. someone from like long-term brain damage. Mm-hmm. That's the thing like that's what I was saying like Muhammad Ali like this is this activist really good guy and now like i don't know i don't know him personally Uh, (laughs) he's fine but like he didn't he have parkinson's because of he did yes which is tragic 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 and and can i say it preventable yeah i don't and i think that he's probably won't be the last boxer to have those kinds of serious um repercussions of boxing your entire life and i'm sure there's like football players too yeah here's my question though where do you stand on wwe wrestling i have a long history with wwe because my brother watched it obsessively when we were kids and he would constantly do the moves on me (laughs) when i was years old oh no we had we had like obviously to share the tv like Mm -hmm. um we had to go between channels i wanted to watch cartoons and iCarly and he wanted to watch wwe and i had to submit when it my turn was over and he would put me in like headlocks and i remember one time he put like he took his sock off of his raw sweaty foot and put it in my mouth. Ew. Oh my god. Did they do that on WWE wrestling? Don't think so. I think he was improvising. <laughs> he he uh, created his own moves. He created yeah. his own moves, which I did not say was okay. But so he, I know a lot about the like 2000, well, probably not. I don't know that much, but I remember a lot about like the 2000s era wwe guys um like the undertaker yeah oh my gosh Bret michaels mm. john cena my boy but zd where do you think wwe stands in terms of limiting wrestlers activisms by with death so um you know i i also have very limited knowledge about wwe <laughs> um i will say that every boy in middle school that wore a wrestlemania t-shirt was very mean to me hmm. um Check and there was a day in middle school where all the boys wore their belts their fake wrestlemania belts <laughs> and <laughs> thought that shit and literally were actually praised for it i remember someone like carrying a smaller child on their shoulder kind of in a tiny tim fashion and he was holding the oh wrestlemania God. belt um wow. so back to your Back to your um, death question. Uh, yes, I agree. 
and now I'm done. So let's go on to it. Let's go. First, we have a very short segment that we like to do about once a month called Has Jimmy Fallon Been Cancelled Yet? And let's do a quick Google and... Spencer's fingers are flying over here as he figures out whether or not Jimmy Fallon has been canceled. This is the question we ask ourselves frequently. No. He, he has not been canceled. Okay, whatever. He came too super close. And, uh, Tango, Gigi, uh, as our final, we like to close out. I say this like we've done this before. It was our idea to close... It was a pretty bad idea. We like to close out our episodes by reading a quote by someone who has been canceled. And uh, you can kind of guess who it was. And I'll give you a hint. Every It has aged terribly. All of these quotes have aged the worst that they could possibly age. So it's a guessing game. Okay. Ready? Oh, man. I don't know if I'm up to date on who's been canceled. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good, I'll, I'll give you a hint, it's a pretty prominent one. Okay. Okay, here we go. Every closed eye is not sleeping, and every open eye is not seeing. Oh my god. Now, can I give a hint? Think There's... about someone who, um, <laughs> maybe so the most cancelled in the history of cancelled. And who this wouldn't look good for in in a courtroom? Just, who, just who could the it's, has aged the most? Nineteen. Close. Very close. Very close. Very close. Oh my god. Um. Is it Kevin Spacey? It is You're, not. It is not. It it is an actor, kind of. It is. Oh, God. Um, can I just ask? Did we watch? We all watched Kevin Spacey's um, Christmas video, correct? No, I didn't. No. Oh, because okay. he's canceled, Sophia. <laughs> I watched. I hate watched because I was like, I can't believe he's still around. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very disturbing. He's very, very scary. <laughs> he is a scary man. Yeah. And this quote is scary, so I'm shocked that he didn't. So I will just say that is a yeah, terribly me. aged quote by the monster, um, Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, God. Um, thank you for listening to <laughs> Cabaret Day <laughs> Cancel. Guys, <laughs> how did we think this episode went? I think you guys are fabulous hosts. You treated me like a princess. Aw. <laughs> And, gosh, your segments, unmatched. Well, thank you for being on, and and I'm going to yes. try to thank you to our listeners. Next week, we will have, hopefully, a new guest. Um, <laughs> it's just you. No, no. Episodes. <laughs> um, thank you. That's the, that's the show. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Cabaret to Cancel. We'd like to thank Gigi Teverbaugh for being a wonderful first guest and Will Vamos for lending his talents to make this great theme song. Thank you, Will.